following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Today's reading is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today's reading is from John 10, verses 1 till 18. I'll give you a moment to find it in your Bibles. I am reading from the NIV translation. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lies down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. 
I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. And can I add my welcome to that of Maeve as we gather together from wherever you may be this morning. It's wonderful to be with you. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, our shepherd and our guide, speak to us, we pray, that through the power of the Holy Spirit and to the glory of God the Father, we will be enabled to hear your voice and sing your praise. Amen. Well, it's now over a month since the lockdown and any sense of novelty that may have come with it has now long since passed. I'm not sure about you, but I'm still struggling with parts of the lockdown, perhaps more under this second period than the first. For me, uh, as an extrovert, I must admit I'm struggling not being with people, uh, not least because it's where I get my energy from. Preaching to an iPad is an altogether different experience from being in a room full of people, sisters and brothers in Christ rejoicing together. But I want to suggest that our readings this morning are a timely reminder that whatever disruptions, restrictions or changes we face, whether they're brought about by COVID-19 or not, that there is a joy, comfort and hope to be found in hearing the voice of Jesus, not least because of who Jesus is. And our readings this morning serve as a timely reminder of both the character and the identity of Christ. So I want to look this morning at our readings under those three headings of joy, comfort and of hope. So first, joy. In our Gospel reading, in the first five verses, Jesus paints a picture to his hearers, not least to the Pharisees. The picture is, that's presented is of a sheepfold with sheep, thieves and robbers who seek to break into the sheepfold, a gate which keeps them out, the gatekeeper of the sheepfold, the shepherd and the sheep. There's a lot packed into those first five verses. 
And Jesus begins his explanation of this picture, of this parable, at verse 7, where he says, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. And then again at verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Now this is the first of two I am sayings in our passage this morning on one that's often overlooked in favour of Jesus' declaration of himself as the Good Shepherd. But it's important not to overlook the meaning of Jesus as the gate, not least because of the foundation for joy that that provides. In these verses, Jesus contrasts himself as the gate with the thieves and robbers who come for their own ends, who come to lead the sheep astray. And whilst the thieves and robbers come to steal and kill the sheep, Jesus describes himself by contrast as the gate to salvation, who comes so that we may have life and life in all its fullness. Now currently it seems there's no shortage of theories and voices as to why we find ourselves in the middle of a pandemic. And quite frankly, a number of those voices are simply bonkers. For example, there are those who say that the coronavirus is a result of 5G, fifth generation telecommunication masts, and as a result have gone and set fire to those masts and even encouraged others to do the same as a way out of the current crisis. And just as with the pandemic, so with the rest of our lives. Each day we come across, we are bombarded by voices who seek to seduce us and alter our understanding of who we are or who we are called to be. Whether it's in the obvious voices of advertisers seeking to create dissatisfaction within or aspiration which can only be filled through buying their product or through consumerism. Or even those more insidious voices who suggest that our worth is only to be found in status, wealth, position or achievement. Whenever we give credence to those voices, we are robbed of the joy that comes from knowing that there is absolutely nothing, nothing better that we can do with our lives than to live as followers of Jesus Christ. And the reason for that is because in so doing, we discover the fundamental truth that God made us and loves us unconditionally, that reckless love of God, that Jesus is the gateway to the joy that comes from knowing we are saved from sin and guilt and failure through him who is the way, the truth and the life. And as a people who are freed and forgiven, we have been given the gift of life and in the words of verse 10 of living life to the full. 
and that knowledge of being loved and being free. Things that no person, no virus, no event, no incident can ever take away from us. That knowledge of being loved and being free is where joy is to be found. So first, joy. Secondly, comfort. Having described himself to be the gate through which the sheep enter the sheepfold, Jesus goes on in verses 11 to 16 to identify himself as the good shepherd. Now, just as in the preceding verses, so again here, Jesus presents a picture of contrasts. The good shepherd here is contrasted with the hired hands, whilst the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, the hired hand abandons them. In declaring himself to be the good shepherd, Jesus refers to Old Testament imagery, which the Pharisees and others whom he is addressing would have been very familiar with, not least through the Psalms, through the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Jeremiah, where the picture of God as the shepherd of his people is a recurring image, whilst unfaithful people, unfaithful shepherds who injure God's flock, are also a picture that is to be found in the prophets in Jeremiah, Ezekiel and Zechariah. Now this imagery of God as the Good Shepherd is imagery familiar not just to those in the first century, but also to us not least in the words of the 23rd Psalm, where we find comfort and assurance in the knowledge of God as our shepherd. Through our relationship with him, we find as we read those wonderful words, we find that we do not want, we lack nothing, and that he refreshes our souls. It's likely to be many months yet before there's a vaccine against the coronavirus and during that time many people known to us and indeed some of us ourselves are likely to suffer from its consequences. But whatever the virus may bring, we are reminded in this psalm that the Good Shepherd is the one who accompanies us, who never lets us go who does not leave us alone, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He is the God who comforts us, who guides us. He is God with us. He is Emmanuel. So having looked at how these verses provide both joy and comfort, lastly, Let's consider how they bring hope. In the final four verses of our reading this morning, verses 14 to 18, Jesus repeats that he is the shepherd who is prepared to lay down his life for the sheep. But then he goes on. Jesus says that he lays down his life only to take it up again. No one takes it from him. He lays it down of his own accord, with the authority to take it up again. 
Now, unlike the first two sections of the gospel reading that we've looked at here, there are no contrasting figures in these final verses. Rather, simply in declaring his identity, Jesus defines his relationship with the sheep as the one who surrenders himself for them, who gives all that he has, not in vain, but so that they may have life and life in its fullness. And my friends, this is the message of hope, which a despairing and fearing world is desperately needing to hear. That hope and confidence, which we proclaim without shame, that Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. That in the words of 1 Corinthians 15, death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your sting? It is this message. This message of hope that the Apostle Paul gives in his letter to the Hebrews, which he ends by blessing those he is addressing, by saying, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Many of you will know that when the lockdown occurred towards the end of March on the 23rd, we were part way through our Lent course this year, which was called Well Prepared. It was a course that focused on preparing for that day when we will breathe our last both in terms of practical planning, things looking at things such as wills, funeral plans and finances, but also embracing the theological, the fundamental theological truths and foundations upon which our faith is built. That in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, there is the sure and certain promise of a life with God, which is both our truth and our hope. That truth, that our story doesn't end here on earth when we give up our last breath, however and whenever that day may come, but that our story continues, that hope is ours, that we will find ourselves in the presence of God through him who lays down his life and takes it up again. We will be with God where in the words of the book of Revelation, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things will have passed away. So my friends, this morning, may you know the joy, the comfort and hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd, of the sheep. I want to leave you this morning with a final thought on hearing the voice of Jesus. Throughout our reading one of the strongest themes in our gospel is that of hearing the shepherd's voice. So in verse 3 we're told 
that the sheep listen to the voice of the shepherd. In verse 4, that the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And in verse 5, they do not follow a stranger because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. It's a central theme that continues through the rest of the passage we've looked at this morning, but also through chapter 10, the rest of chapter 10, where we read at verse 27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. All of which begs a question for each of us. How are we hearing Jesus' voice today? Perhaps uh, for you, it's in the rhythm of daily prayer where we hear his voice through scripture. Perhaps it's in response to worship as we confess in our hearts who Jesus is and invite the Holy Spirit to renew us daily. Perhaps we hear the voice of Jesus as we carry out our daily tasks, day to day in our homes, in the rhythms and the tasks set before us. Perhaps it's in the silence of a quiet time that we set aside purposely to hear God speak to us. However it is that you hear the voice of Jesus, could I encourage you this week to spend time listening for his voice? Not only because it is a voice that will bring joy, comfort and hope, but also because it is only through listening to that voice that we will learn to recognise it. And in recognising it, learn to adopt it as a voice of our own. Because it's becoming, in becoming familiar with the voice of the shepherd, that not only will we be able to hear it cut through all the noise, all the other voices, all the murmuring of self-will in our lives, but it will become a voice upon which we can seek to echo our own. In illustration of that point, I want to end this morning uh, with a short film. It's not your usual church illustration, given that it features Graham Norton and the pop singer Adele. But it highlights what happens when we spend our lives becoming so familiar with hearing the voice of Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, that the lives that we live are ones with the joy of the knowledge of his self-sacrificing love for us, the comfort of his presence alongside us and the hope of his plans for us in this life and in the life to come. So my friends, this morning, may you learn to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd as he speaks joy, comfort and hope into your life. And in recognising his voice, may you make it your own. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.